Hi, everybody. This is Linda Dawson. And this is Glenn Dawson. We're back again with the Preparing Our Hearts for Worship podcast, webcasting the good news and sharing the history of the old songs of our church. And we are so glad to have the opportunity to do this again with you all. We take the old hymns and spruce them up a bit and give them a new sound to give you some free music and its history for your listening pleasure. This week we are doing Since Jesus Came Into My Heart by hymn writer Rufus McDaniel, music composer Charles Gabriel. We pray you're entertained, blessed, and informed. What a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. I have light in my soul for which long I have sought since Jesus came into my heart. Since Jesus come into my heart. Since Jesus come into my heart. Floods of joy o'er my soul like the sea billows roll. Since Jesus come into my heart. I have ceased from my wandering and going astray since Jesus came into my heart. And my sins, which were many, are all washed away since Jesus came into my heart. I'm possessed of a hope that is steadfast and sure since Jesus came into my heart. And no dark clouds of doubt now my pathway obscure since Jesus come into my heart. There's a light in the valley of death now for me since Jesus came into my heart. And the gates of the city beyond I can see since Jesus came into my heart. I shall go there to dwell in that city I know since Jesus came into my heart. And I'm happy, so happy, as onward I go since Jesus came into my heart. A song which points out that when Jesus comes into our hearts, we become new creatures is since Jesus came into my heart. The text was written by Rufus McDaniel, who was born on January the 29th, 1850, near Ripley in Brown County, Ohio. After being educated in the public schools of Bentonville, Ohio, and at Parker's Academy in nearby Claremont County, Ohio, he started preaching at age 19, and then became a minister with the Christian Church, or the Disciples of Christ at that time, in 1873. He and his wife had three children. One son, Clarence, also became a minister. Another son, Herschel, died in 1913. And in 1914, following the untimely death of his son, Rufus penned these words as an expression of faith and hope. He felt there was no better way to honor his son than to write music about his faith He sent this poem and five other poems to Charles Gabriel, but when he never heard anything, he thought his poems had been rejected. However, Gabriel added music to this poem. Gabriel became one of the most popular gospel song composers during the urban crusades of the 1910s, led by Billy Sunday and Homer Rodheaver. These evangelical Revival meetings usually incorporated an element of fanfare-like entertainment, especially when Rod Heaver, a natural showman, 
warmed his audience with jokes and directed choirs and congregations with his trombone. Since Jesus Came Into My Heart began to be sung at the Billy Sunday Crusades in 1915, the song became so popular that people began to sing the song in the streets of Philadelphia. One account testifies that a police officer in Philadelphia named Fowler was converted because of the song while he was on duty during one of the evangelistic meetings. The officer, in turn, then led over a hundred of his fellow colleagues to follow Christ. Gabriel records that many thousands of new converts gathered at the train station to bid farewell to Billy Sunday after a meeting in Des Moines, Iowa. By singing this song, changing the words to since Jesus came into my home. McDaniel wrote, I feel in my soul that God has something for me to do in brightening the experience of struggling souls. My chief desire is to be a blessing, if possible, to my fellow men through these hymns and thereby glorify God in the name of his dear Son, whose I am and whom I serve. McDonald expressed regret for not entering into the field of songwriting earlier in his career, but he had great passion for leading song service. Though he wrote about 100 hymns since Jesus Come in My Heart stands out as the most popular of his beloved hymns, having been included in at least 224 hymnals. Within a year of its publication, it became the song of the day. The hymn tune, McDaniel contributes to a perfect marriage to the text. The tune, composed by an established gospel hymn composer and editor, Charles Gabriel, consisted of two contrasting rhythmic patterns. The non-hook phrases are sung to lyrical, upward-moving, stepwise scaling melodies, with a simple rhythmic pattern. The phrases with the repeated textual hook use a contrasting syncopated rhythm. The use of these contrasting rhythmic styles makes the hooking effect more memorable. The ascending final two measures of each stanza anticipate the refrain by employing the only chromatic melodic tones. Composed in the first-person singular, McDaniel's testimony becomes the personal salvation experience of all who sing this gospel hymn. The author sets the hook phrase, Since Jesus came into my heart, twice in each stanza. He repeats the hook alternating with other lines of the text from each stanza. This is the only one in McDaniel's hymns which has survived in common usage. Among hymn books published by members of the Lord's Church during the 20th century for use in Churches of Christ, the song appeared in the 1935 Christian hymns. The song mentions many blessings which occur when we follow Jesus to dwell in our hearts. Stanza 1 talks about what a wonderful change in my life has been wrought. Since Jesus come into my heart, I have light in my soul, for which long I have sought, since Jesus come into my heart. Becoming a Christian is all about being changed or converted. 
In Acts 3.19, Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Turning to Jesus from this world enables us to walk in the light. 1 John 1, 5-7 This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanses us from all sin. This light is something that every good and honest heart seeks, because we know that world, this world is filled with darkness. Romans thirteen twelve, The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore let us cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Stanza 2 talks about salvation. I have ceased from my wandering and going astray since Jesus come into my heart. And my sins, which were many, are all washed away So in, since Jesus come into my heart. It is Jesus who has made it possible for us to cease from our wanderings and going astray, as did the prodigal son in returning to his father in Luke fifteen seventeen through 21. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion, and ran, and fell on his neck, and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven, and in thy sight, and am no worthy to be called by thy son. What causes us to wander and go astray is sin. In Romans three twenty three, six twenty three, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. But because Jesus died to save us from our sins, we can have them all washed away. In Acts twenty-two sixteen, And now, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized, and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Stanza 3 talks about assurance. I am possessed of a hope that's steadfast and sure, since Jesus come into my heart. No dark clouds of doubt now on my pathway obscure, since Jesus come into my heart. Jesus Christ gives us a hope by which we can be saved. In Romans eight twenty four through 25 says, For in the hope we have been saved, but hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he already sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, with perseverance we wait eagerly for it. This hope is steadfast and sure, because Jesus himself secured it. In Hebrews six nineteen through 20, this hope we have is an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil, where the forerunner has in, in, entered for us. 
even Jesus, having become high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Therefore, we do not have to live in doubt, but we can know that we have eternal life in Christ. 1 John 5, 11-13 And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. Stanza 4 talks about the hope of heaven. There's a light in the valley of death now for me, since Jesus come into my heart. And the gates of the city beyond I can see, since Jesus come into my heart. There are times we, we must walk in the valley of death with loved ones, and ultimately for ourselves as well. In Psalms 23, 4, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. However, for the Christian, there are gates, which he can see by faith, beckon him onward. In Revelations 21, 10-13, And he carried me away in the Spirit to a mountain, great and high, and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven and from God. It shone with the glory of God, and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with twelve gates, and with twelve angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the twelve tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east, three on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. These are the gates to the city beyond which God has prepared as a home for the faithful. In Revelation 21, 1-4, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw a holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven, saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Stanza 5 talks about joy. I shall stand there and dwell in that city I know since Jesus come into my heart. And I am happy. So happy as onward I go, since Jesus came into my heart. Because God has prepared this city for us and sent Jesus to die for us, that we might be saved from sin, we can have the hope of going to dwell in that city. In 1 Peter 1, 3-5, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. With this kind of hope, we can also have great joy in our lives, regardless of what happens to us. In Philippians 4.4, 4, 
Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. And this joy will enable us to press onward toward that prize. First in Philippians three, thirteen through 14 Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting these things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. The course continues the thought of joy that results from having Jesus in our hearts. Since Jesus come into my heart, since Jesus come into my heart, floods of joy o'er my soul like the sea billows roll, since Jesus come into my heart. Christians will face times of tragedy and trial in their lives. We shall undoubtedly lose many loved ones along the way. However, while we sorrow, we do not do so as those without hope. God has promised that no temptation will overtake me, but he will make a way of escape. Therefore, I can look to him and draw strength from him to face whatever comes my way in life since Jesus came into my heart. This is a wonderful example of transforming power of the gospel, and that is precisely the message of this song that God brings about a wonderful change in the lives of those who are saved through personal faith in Christ. As Apostle Paul put it, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first, and also for the Greeks, as we read in Romans 1.16. After serving various local churches in southern Ohio, including Hammersfield, Higginsport, Centerburg, Sugar Creek, and Cincinnati, McDaniel retired in Dayton, Ohio. During his lifetime, he produced more than 100 songs, many of which were found in the collections published by the Rod Heaver Company before his death on February 13, 1940, in Dayton. We sing in this song about the light of the gospel. The phrase, God is light, appears in John, 1 John uh, 1, 5, where the Apostle John is explaining that the message that we have from Jesus Christ is that God is the light and there is no darkness in him at all. It's not a light or a kind of light. He is light itself. All light comes from him. At the beginning of time, he created light to dispel the darkness and chaos that was over all the earth. He created the lights in the sky, the sun, the moon, and the stars. As light itself is a source of light, he had to speak only the light for it to come into being. Jesus declares he is the light of the world. John describes Jesus, the incarnate word, as coming into the world to be the light of men and the true light which gives life to, light to everyone. Jesus comes as the light of the world, breaking the power of the darkness of sin by his shed blood and death on the cross. We also sing of the salvation of the soul. In 1 Peter 1, 9, it says, Obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. The famous words of John 
3.16 say, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have eternal life. Titus 3.5 says he saved us, not because of works done by its righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. And Ephesians 2, 8-9, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. Also Romans six twenty three: For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Finally, in First Thessalonians five twenty three, now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We sing of hope and salvation in the third verse of our song. Stanza three talks about the assurance I'm possessed of the hope and steadfast and sure. Praise be to God and the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. For in our great mercy, he has given us new birth into living hope. He indeed was merciful to us. All of our deeds are deserving of death. But it's in, great, in his great mercy and through the poured out blood of Christ, we are forgiven sinners. We are born again into living hope. What is your ultimate hope? I believe it's good to have hope in this life. We want to raise our children right, and we hope they get a good school education. But these should not be ultimate hope. But you look at the world, and that is the end for them. There is nothing beyond death. No hope for heaven. Some people hope to get rich, but it ends there. Those unlucky enough to become rich find out it's empty and unfulfilling. Some people hope to get married and raise a family. But what happens after that? If there is no other hope, then there is nothing else to look forward to. Some people hope in a good name after they die. When the world is gone, this too will be forgotten. And those that hope to be reincarnated, it's based on the good and bad they have done in their life. And still they are never sure. We have a living hope. It is active, working in our lives to bring us closer to where it is found in heaven. Lastly, in the song, we sing of a godly joy. The song says, I am happy, so happy as onward I go. It is, in fact, wonderful to be a saved child of God. We are in Christ, and he is in us. In 1 Peter 1, 8 and 9, it tells us how we have joy unspeakable. Though you have not seen him, you love him, and even though you have not seen him, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the end results of your faith, the salvation of your souls. In John, Second John uh, one twelve, we have joy in relationships. 
I have much to write to you, but I do not want to use paper and ink instead. I hope to visit and talk to you face to face so that our joy might be complete. In Luke 15, 7, we see joy and repentance. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. In Psalms 35, there is joy in the morning, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. In Galatians 5.22, joy is the fruit of the Spirit, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such thing, there's no law. In Thessalonians 5.16, we are commanded always to rejoice. Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. John 16.24 says, Our joy will be complete. Until now, you have not asked anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. Glenn, would you play Since Jesus Came Into My Heart on the clarinet? Sure, I'd love to.
absolutely love it when you visit with us on our podcast. And it's always so good to hear from old friends and new friends, too. We enjoy sharing stories and history about the old-time hymns, the authors and events related to the writing or their songs. We hope you've been informed and thoroughly enjoyed yourselves. Our music has been distributed to many places on the web, and you can hear it absolutely free by searching the web for the music of Glenn Dawson. It's our gift to you, our friends. Hey, go over to YouTube and search for us. When you get there, punch the like button and the subscribe button. You can help us there, and we'd appreciate that so much. We need 4,000 watch hours in 12 months and 1,000 subscribers. This will help us get our channel going. Our program is a part of the Glenn Dawson Evangelistic Association, and we're a nonprofit organization dedicated to sharing Jesus with everyone. We enjoy hearing from you, and you can write us on the platform that you're hearing us on, or you can go over to our webpage at glendawsonea.com. That's Glenn Dawson, G-L-E-N-N-D-A-W-S-O-N-E-A.com. We look forward to seeing you again next week on Preparing Our Hearts for Worship. God, God be, be with, with you, you, and goodbye Bye from for now. now.